the Irish guy, hey, drop your panties. and <laughs> See if Conor McGregor will star in the video. Right. Be riding around in his Bentley like, who are you fucking <laughs> talking about? <laughs> your wife, your wife's in me DMs. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is up? Welcome to the Sloppy Syndicate Show. I am your trashiest host, White Trash Donnie. We have none other than Drop Top Alibi based out of Toronto, Canada in the green room waiting to pleasure your ear holes. So jelly time going. It's peanut butter jelly time, peanut butter jelly time. All right, enough of that. Let's go ahead and bring Brandon in from the band. What's up, Brandon? How you doing? Hey, what's going on, buddy? Nice to see you. Nice to see you. Good talking, good listening to the music. I uh, appreciate so, it. Uh, we're streaming live on Twitch and um, YouTube as well. So, folks, if you have any questions, uh, go ahead and throw them in the chat for uh, Brandon. Um, and tell us a little bit about uh, Drop Top Alibi. What do you play for them? Yeah, man. Uh, I'm the lead singer and the rhythm guitar player. Um, we, uh, yep, we're from Toronto. We're kind of spread out, you know, in the suburbia around the city. And uh, the band, yeah, we've been we've been rolling pretty much since 2018 um, as this unit. Although we've been playing together since 2016. Um, yeah, things were going great. COVID hit. We just wrote. A shit ton of songs and deal song was kind of the first um like covid baby and we were really happy with it and we used it to you know test pilot a new recording process and it all just came together really well and we're just ready to just start as you said pleasure the ear holes right just start dropping songs man just start releasing all the backlog from the last two years right so your newest song is uh your newest release uh, is the single deal song um, and I hope I'm saying that correct. Uh, and yep. I get a, uh, it's, it's raw vocals, nineties, uh, nostalgia kind of meets new age rock. Um, so definitely, um, I don't, I don't like to compare, but I get a little bit of offspring in there. I get, I just get so many vibes from it and, and the vocals are just so raw that it, it, it all comes together, uh, with the riffs and everything else. And, and it's a, a great tune. So if you have not heard of drop top alibi, uh, again, they're based out of Toronto, Canada, newest release uh was still song and that came out what uh two weeks ago three weeks ago yeah yeah march 18th yeah it's three weeks ago now all right yeah so that's the newest song and they have um another one i really like i got some uh poison vibes from this song was from 2019 summer nights and city lights uh so a little bit of poison oh yeah cool poison vibes in there like the one they were good you know not now when he can't <laughs> sing so but uh yeah, definitely uh, a great band and a uh, pleasure to have you on the show. Um, so what has been some of, obviously we know you guys have been kind of law, uh, we've all been kind of cooped up with, with the COVID. You said you guys wrote a ton of songs uh, mm -hmm. during, you know, during the, the quarantine and things like that. So um, what were some of the challenges that you faced during that time as a band? And what do you think, uh, what was the best thing that came out of that other than obviously having a log, log book of songs that you can release? Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the biggest thing that sucked for us with all of this was, you know, we were coming off, you know, some serious FM radio support, some really big kind of, you know, direct support shows for, you know, bands like Theory of a Dead Man oh, nice. um, and some other like legacy Canadian bands like, you know, a band I Mother Earth or uh, Finger Eleven. 
um, this awesome band. If you like Airborne, you'd love these guys. They're called The Wild. Like we were really starting to, you know, do our thing. And we had a five-week tour planned, ready to go, confirmed. We had the dollars and cents counted for this is what this is going to cost. This is what all the guarantees are. This is this, this is that. Hopefully the fucking van doesn't break down kind of shit. We were, you know, right. about a week or two from announcing the thing. And that's, you know, it was the middle of March in 2020 and it all went to shit. So the biggest thing that affected us was just, you know, with all these eyes and ears on us, the last thing we had to do was get out on the road and really show, really show that we can do it. We'll, we can survive and we won't kill each other and we'll, you know, perform well. And we never got to do that. So our biggest challenge has been we had all our eggs in that basket, not knowing that this thing was going to go down like this. Right. So we didn't have a lot of music that we were sitting on. Um, so we had to really just space everything out. We took the opportunity to kind of, all right, well, do we want to rebrand? Do we want to refocus? Do we want to, you know, change our constitution a little bit here and really just, you know, do things our way and like we always have, but you know, there's growing pains involved with, you know, being in your mid twenties and shit like that, trying to, you know, play music and do the thing. Right. So we decided we wanted to go old school with, with our recording approach. We decided we wanted to just tap into the, we always been there with all of and, um, just, you know, let it be unhinged. And, you know, I'm talking, pulling from the Queens of the stone age universe and Soundgarden and Jane's addiction. And, you know, everything that we've always loved that's always kind of been there just going for it now not caring anymore you know just having fun with it and trying to not want to quit you know because everybody went through that a number of our peers have quit bands have shaken up and stuff like that so we just decided to hyper focus on the music and it was enough to keep us all interested in doing this thing still and i'm very grateful for that and that yeah, would be the positive, you know, it gave us, it gave us the opportunity to, to do that. Like, I think Dill songs are our best song right now. And that seems to be the feedback from people who have loaned us for a long time and people who are just discovering us. And we're happy about that because we've decided to completely change our approach to everything. And it seems to be going well. Yeah. And you can definitely tell from the 2017 EP, um, how you've progressed and, and with Dill song, you know, it's not uh, a complete 180, but you can tell the, a little bit of difference uh, within uh, the lyrics and, and the vocals and things like that. So definitely, like you said, going in the right direction and uh, just, you know, kind of changing things up. And I remember, so I was actually uh, Daytona Beach uh, for Bike Week uh, 2020. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's a, a week-long event. We're all getting wild, crazy, you know, and it starts coming out, you know, slowly, like, okay, you know, COVID's hitting, you know, and we're like, oh, well, you know, we're a bunch of biker crazy drinking you know having a good time and then uh it really hit that friday when they 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 canceled the rest of the weekend so friday saturday sunday and as we're heading out of town they're taking you know harley's taking their tent down loading up the trailers and you know the whole speedway daytona speedway had trailers of uh you know harley indian and you know it's just a big festival and everyone's literally uh you know packing up like it's the end of the world. So wow. yeah, it was definitely, uh, you know, and I see where you're coming from, you know, we were all kind of cooped up for a bit and, and kind of stuck. So, I mean, it's, it's great that you guys were able to knock out some bangers and, and get some songs written and, uh, 
like you said, you had all your eggs in, in one basket and you were ready to tour it and, and get going. So, you know, yeah, you're a little bit behind, which sucks, but now you're ready to go. You have the opportunity. Things are opening back up and, you know, so, um, you know, definitely see uh, drop top Alabama. Anyway, that'll be taken <laughs> care of. But, uh, yeah. So Dill song, um, what's in the, for drop top alibi what's in the future you know in, in the next three months any tours planned or music well i mean things are kind of you know canada was 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 a lot more uh on the side of like you know slow and steady wins the race with reopening so it's kind of just happening now so it's it's we're very much dealing with the, everybody you know all the way from nickelback to brian adams to you know, the dirty nail, everyone's going out. So it's, it's, it's very saturated and busy right now. So what we've done is we've, we've logged a bunch of studio time. We have a ton of new music ready and we're just going to continue to record throughout the summer. And we're hoping we have, a, we have some good stuff coming up throughout the summer and we're, we're looking to do some sort of a run in the fall that might be cross border. It might be all in Canada, it might be all in the state. States. we're kind of getting all that together now so you know we, we just we decided hey we you know we we had a tour we had some singles we were going to come back from the tour and record some more and then you know it was couldn't even leave the house for six months here right so now it's now it's just all about okay we figured everything out we've changed everything we found our studio we found our fifth member our producer and we have about two albums worth of songs we all like. So let's just do that. Let's just figure out how we're going to go about re releasing shit. But right now the focus is just, just crank it out, just get it done. And then let the music do the talking, you know, get back out on the road, kind of try to get through that sort of white wall of everybody's playing, everybody's releasing, everybody's doing this, everybody's doing that. And just, find our way and all of that with, uh, you know, if you like what you hear, you click and keep clicking, you keep clicking. It's, it doesn't end kind of thing, you know? Yeah. And like you said, it's all right. Right now it's so oversat, you know, oversaturated that, you know, everyone's been, you know, all the bands have been cooped up. So it's literally like, all right, let's drop our singles. And, you know, there's a, there's a ton, ton of bangers out there for sure. But, um, you mm -hmm. know, you can only listen to so many every day, um, you know, with the time allotted, but, um, and, uh, Zerati says, uh, I, I would agree with him. He said, damn, I came in and left to check out Drop Top Alibi and listen to the Dill song and watch the video. Dude, that brought me back to the good 90s feeling like Silver Chair and Stone Temple Pilots. New fans. So. <laughs> right on. Thanks, Michael. Appreciate that, man. I'm a so. huge I'm a huge Scott Weiland guy. That that megaphone effect, you know, it was it was good. My bass player came up with that idea to put that on in the verse vocals. And uh, our producer, Graham, was like, yep, I know what you're going for. And just whoosh, crank that thing it, it really helped a lot and it was like woo, woo. <laughs> that's it, just it. Came together from there so that's it and then all of a sudden my band the band starts telling me boy that's the best your voice has ever sound i'm like yeah because it's not real it's processed there's a huge effect on it what are you starting to say to me <laughs> right <laughs> you know what i mean uh, just turn it around on them a little bit so we can uh, assume, uh, you know, your musical influences kind of stem from the 90s, uh, you know, 90s babies. Um, you know, so if you could, you know, two-part two question. Who was the most influential to you for your music career to get you started in music? Mm. And if you could, uh, any band, past or present, who would you want to collab with or even tour with? 
I mean, the first, the most influential person on my like songwriting and and stuff like that would probably have to be Chris Cornell. Um, okay. But he, but Soundgarden and Chris Cornell wasn't the first band or artist that got me into rock and wanting to play. You know, truthfully, it was the movie School of Rock and just this plethora of bands that all of a sudden I had heard of. My dad had a bunch of cassettes and records, and then you know it was also kind of just that iPod age was starting and shit, right? So, yeah, it was that movie just getting into Zeppelin, ACDC, The Who, T Rex, and then you know obviously you hear about Nirvana, then you have your Metallica stint, and maybe you get in a thrash for a few years, and you know then you buy Cowboys from Hell, and it goes from there. And then when I got to grunge, it was just something about the way all those guys sang really resonated with me. Scott, you know. Plush was obviously a big song you hear you hear early on, and Nirvana, um, and then when Guitar Hero came out, and you know Black Hole Sun was in it, or maybe it was Rock Band or whatever. Audio Slave was already a thing, so then it was just this whole who's this Chris Cornell guy? Like they were one of the big grunge bands, they were one of you know this audio. Oh, and it's Rage Against the Machine, and Chris like holy shit, you know, and it was just kind of. And I could kind of sing like him, sort of. You know, I could hit some of those high notes that not a lot of the dudes around me at the time could. And it was just, I just got obsessed, man. It was really cool. And Soundgarden is such an interesting band, even guitar-wise, with the exotic tunings and different arrangement things and stuff like that, that I just, I never really got bored. And it had a huge impact on how my melody writing and my songwriting goes. Yeah, we definitely uh, get a, you know, you have that grunge vibe, uh, you know, new era grunge vibe, we'll say, um, in your voice as well. So, uh, and he, you know, Zerati says, I found the video really nostalgic because I was watching a video within a video. I've been listening to 90s rock these past few days, cutting the grass. Now I'm excited to put DTA in my headphones. <laughs> right on, bro. Go. Appreciate it. So Black Hole Sun on MTV to the summer of 94. Also Spoon Man and fell on black days so yeah that was like when mtv yep, was yep. cool and they actually like i remember waking up for school and you know we would like literally turn mtv on and as we're getting ready for school we're like jamming out and now mm -hmm. it's just literally like okay like uh teen mom like reality shows <laughs> like let's bring mtv back you know yeah so, Flav flavor yeah. flaves flavor of love Right. It was, uh, yeah, I remember, you know, taking a shower, you'd be blaring the TV, getting ready for school. And then, you know, and obviously, you know, the digital era wasn't kind of back when I was in high school as of yet. So, you know, we couldn't like listen to it on our iPhone. Like literally my first phone was a Nextel brick, like the big yellow brick. And that thing was indestructible. Like I ran it over yeah. with a truck, like all kinds of stuff. Like you couldn't break that phone. Oh, and then, man. Um, you know, I remember riding like with the old school uh, Discman, you know, listening to CDs, which like now is kind of, uh, it's like nostalgic now. Like a lot of people look at it like, like I can just go to my phone and hit it. Like I like the old school factor. So I still collect CDs, vinyls, NES games and, you know, the old school kind of vibes. Like I'll probably never go away from that. Yeah. And that kind of, um, you know, and with the digital era, it's good for the band because you get more exposure, but at the same time, it affects the band because you're not getting, you know, the royalties are, are, are pennies on a dollar. So the best way to support Drop Top Alibi, you know, would be to buy their merch or to buy, um, you know, CDs or vinyls. Um, so do you have a website? Where can we find some of that stuff at? 
Yeah, well, we're in the process of re rejigging our online store right now. But if you go to droptopalibi.com, there's links to everything, everything, all social media, streaming, things like that. And we will have our store up and running again soon. But in the meantime, you know, we're just really driving home the songs right now. And until we get some vinyls and stuff up in the market there, um, feel free to stream, feel free to put us on your, you know, your workout playlist, your whatever, send it to your friends, just keep the, keep the meter moving, they, they, they count every play, and if you guys like it, just put it on repeat, really makes a big difference for us right now, what we're trying to do. Absolutely, so everything matters, um, I practically lived at TRL, I went there, were you the band, Brandon, where are you the band out of, oh, okay, Zerati, they're out of uh, Toronto, Canada, so, yep, Great way north. The, the good old Canadians, eh? So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're coming out of hibernation now. It's fucking spring here, and it's wet and muddy. Yeah, we're, um, I'm kind of dreading it. We got to go up to the, the farm. Uh, I'm actually leaving uh, tonight, so uh, the next uh, two weeks, folks, uh, I'm going to do some shows, but you're not going to get the pretty background. You'll get the pretty face, just not the background. Um, so I'll, I'll be doing it on the road. Um, you know, so I'm a little, I'm, I'm excited to go up there. It's in Virginia. It's going to be a little, it's going to be in the thirties at night, which, uh, a Florida boy that's freezing, but, um, <laughs> I'm also lucky enough to go to the Bristol dirt race, uh, the 16th or 17th, I think it is. So, um, I've always wanted to go to Bristol, you know, as a kid, that's like the track, the racetrack you want to go watch and we get to see it on dirt now. Mm -hmm. So, uh, definitely going to be an epic time with white trash Donnie. And, uh, yeah, I got my unicorn float in and, uh, my speedo. So, uh, we're going to be riding over some waterfalls, making some videos. And, uh, I put a pull up on, uh, my IG for, for, you know, any of the fans or friends, you know, what should I do with the speedo and the float? You know, just kind of dumb videos. Cause oh, that's boy. what I like to do, you know? So oh, boy. we, uh, we, we hiked. So last time we were up there, we hiked literally two miles, um, to this waterfall and i probably should have checked google earth before we went but i didn't we're like ah, a nice little hike so we walked you know two miles up we get there and literally it's it's like a 40 foot waterfall which isn't big i would ride over it but at the bottom there's a ton of rocks so i'm yeah. like yeah let me not you know i'll probably crack my head and i'll be you know I'll, I'll be a cuckoo bird so that was out of the question so now i gotta find a waterfall and i'm gonna google earth it before i hike four miles there and back and uh you know ride the little unicorn floating in my speedo over the waterfall, you know, just, I don't know, jackass, like Donnie jackass. I don't know what you want to call it. I just find that stuff fun. You know, you got to live life. So that's it. I want to see this. Where can I see this? It'd be, uh, I'll, I'll send you the TikTok link or the YouTube link, wherever, wherever it gets posted, I'll send it to you. So yes, please do. I love Who's that. Shit? Thanks for coming <laughs> in. So, well, that's it then. I'm going to full groupie and listen to DT all night, every night. Wow, I try to sleep, but can't stop headbanging. Exactly. So if that's you're like it. me, you're up till three or four o'clock in the morning. Your brain never stops. So you need some good music in the background. So that's it. That's it. And whoever, I don't know who said it, but I just saw team poutine with a question mark. Yes. Yes. Poutine. Poutine, the capital of poutine is, uh, is not far from where I am. It's about six hours or so. Yes, okay. Team Poutine, Ellie. All right. There you are. Again, I see it. Yep, definitely Team Poutine. <laughs> At this point, I think 
does it to mess with a Zerati? Probably everyone likes to mess with Zerati, and everyone messes with Vato. I don't, I don't know what it is. There's like a battle with Vato, E Rock, and and Zerati. So it's just a a YouTube family feud, Jerry Springer episode between those oh, three. Boy. So uh, we'll have oh, to bring them on, and uh, you know, bring them on, and uh, you know, kind of let them duke it out. Maybe you know, we could do a celebrity charity match or something. You, you know, could, the two way duke that. it out. But right? they have to, but they have to be wearing unicorn hats. No, we're we're taking it one step further. We're gonna put them in a Borat speedo where it comes up over their shoulders. Oh boy! Yeah, you know, <laughs> light boxing gloves. Oh, Let's boy. get it on! Ding ding Let's ding! Do it, and then just start releasing, you know, predators into the uh, into the ring every round. Like you know, in the first round, maybe some snakes, and then like an angry fucking chimpanzee or something. Like right. just make it really interesting. You have the Mortal Kombat track. Finish him. <laughs> put like a skittish horse in there and then start like shooting fucking blanks and just let the thing go crazy. And both guys get beat up. <laughs> this escalated. <Yeah>. Right. <laughs> and, and, and uh, pro some of the, some of them are probably crazy enough to do some shit like that. So I, I wouldn't put it past uh, some of the, the fans and, and folks and friends in the YouTube community. Cause we're all a bunch of crazy fucks. So. Yeah, Johnny Johnny Knoxville. I'm surprised that dude hasn't been sued for all the money he has. I know you can put disclaimers and shit, but boy, oh boy, oh boy, right. the amount, yeah. the amount, the the, <laughs> the the counterculture to health and safety that man started. <laughs> OSHA's like, no, we're shutting it down. That's but, it. But OSHA foreign because of jackass. <laughs> oh yeah, that's so, it. Um, let's see. I like to wear my Borat Speedo backwards while I jump rope for heart. All right. Well, uh, that could probably get you some time in prison, you know, because yeah. there's usually little kids around Zerati. Don't, yeah, don't do not do that near any playgrounds. <laughs> exactly. Sparks picks or it didn't happen. So, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, yeah, so what has been, um, you know, as far as Dill's song, what was your, obviously it's a banger of a song, but what was the hardest part of creating that song? Um, it went, you know, it went pretty smoothly. Like for me, it ended, it ended up being a pretty collaborative song because I really was stuck on like a vocal melody for the verse and, and the drummer actually wrote it and I, I wrote lyrics to it, but I didn't have any melodies for that verse. And he, he wrote something and sang it to me and, I said, oh yeah, that, that works cool. And I wrote some words. So that was a bit of like, that was the most challenging thing that I had with the song. Um, as a unit, it was like really collaborative. And once we kind of decided we're good with first chorus, first chorus, like randomness, and then just chorus, 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 a lot of, you know, just ironing out where the stops and starts were going to be kind of the tricks like that. Um, and then yeah, it was it's just a it was a vulnerable song too, you know, like it was like I said, kind of our first COVID baby. So my lyrical content for the song was quite reflective of just where I was at at the time, which was you know any any number of things that people will do when they're bored and you know depressed and anxious and stuck inside and, and you know life flipped upside down. And, so about four months into the pandemic, it wasn't it wasn't in a very good spot for me, and that was right around the time when we started writing the song together, and I just kind of you know blurted all of it out and was like, yeah, okay, this is kind of where I'm at, but at least it's out in the open now and out on the table, and I can kind of scream it out 
every night, hopefully, and that would be cool. So that was challenging, but it's also cathartic. So it's it's honestly, man, been a great experience doing that song and getting it out and having people enjoy it as much as they do. Trust me. <laughs> and you actually had a pretty big name. Uh, so Harry has from Glorious Sons uh, actually finished uh, the product, if I'm correct, or not the product, but the song. Yeah, he's. Yeah, he's a mastering engineer, and he's a, he's a great one. He's he's worked with a lot of people um, in Canada, but I think, but I'm sure internationally as well. Um, and he's he's the go-to guy for a lot of the labels in Canada right now. So he's okay. he's done records for the Glorious Sons. He's done records for Monster Truck. Um, I think you know his career has spanned a number of years. So I think he's even you know rubbed shoulders with the Nickelback guys and stuff like that. He's just got a ton of great vintage mastering gear and just takes that final mix and just brings it to life and it sounds fantastic puts a little magic into it right yeah and i don't even know what mastering is um you know but it it makes a big difference trust me (laughs) right uh so amazing name for the band by the way and uh so where did the name stem from thanks joey um my guitar player actually came up with it dylan He's uh, he works as a moto. He was working as a moto rad mechanic for BMW at the time, and so the story goes is this Irish guy was running around the shop one day just saying, "Drop your top and panties," and I guess I don't know. He was just like had words going through his brain, and eventually, drop top alibi rolled through his brain. Is we were we were obsessed with this show on HBO at the time called Vinyl, and. One of the main characters of the show decided to start up a punk label called Alibi Records. So I guess that's kind of how all that went together. And we had been struggling to fucking find a name for a few months there. We wanted to change our name from what we had previously. And it's like, man, we can't think of anything that's not dreadful. This is so hard. And then when Jay, when uh, Dylan said "Drop Top Alibi," it was like, yeah, I don't hate it. And I'm, um, you know, let's let's roll with it. And it works. It, we haven't gotten tired of it, so I appreciate the love, Joey. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, it, it's an epic story. Like I was working, and you know, this Irish man in in Canada, the Irish man in Canada. That's it. Know, like, drop the tattoos. Uh, that's a horrible impression of my uh, Irish accent. But anyway, drop yeah, your so. drop your top and panties. So we right. we we figured we couldn't we couldn't call the band drop top panties. So he he threw in that word alibi there. I don't know. I I. Drop top panties. I mean, maybe you could do like a spinoff. You know, you're like you have some crazy weird song that you like drop top panties, you know, and then. Like a Steel Panther thing? Right. You know, so. You, know, I you feel- can sing about, you know, the Irish guy. Hey, drop your panties. and <laughs> See if Conor McGregor will star in the video. Right. He'll be riding around in his Bentley like, who are you fucking talking about? <laughs> Your wife, your wife sent me DMs. Right. <laughs> That's fucking funny. Oh yeah, yeah. I feel like a band called Drop Top Panties would have done well in like the early two thousands when like new metal was still a thing and it was just getting absurd as rap was starting to really take over. I feel like a band called Drop Top Panties could have uh, could have survived. <laughs> right now, now it's not politically correct, but That's it. You know, back in the day, it would have been <laughs> pretty cool. So. If I was a cop, I would clearly, I would clear every single room by yelling, drop your top and panties. Exactly. Right. Well, they also have body cams now. So again, maybe back in the day you could do that, but yeah, not, now um, you're, you're getting in trouble. 
and the yeah. Canadian. What what do you guys call them up there? The, it's Royal Canadian Police, or that's a that's a division. Like that's like that's a special kind of separate thing. Every every metropolitan city and like town and whatever has either like provincial police, which would be like state troopers kind of thing, or they have like Toronto has Toronto Metro, Montreal is Montreal Metro Police, kind of shit like that, right? Um, but the the RCMP, um, they in in remote areas like out west where the mountains are and stuff like that, in like a lot more remote areas, the RCMP are the predominant force. But it's more of like an old school symbol thing, more than anything now, and they catch a lot of flack because you know, sort of, the history of them and what they were created for with the natives and all that stuff. So it's just yeah, right. it's kind of one of those things that people are not talking about as much anymore when it comes to the history of Canada. <laughs> you know, we'll leave that part out, right? You know, so yeah, That's I definitely it. want to go. I know you're totally on the opposite side of, of the country, but I, I definitely want to go ski out in Banff. Um, if I'm saying that correct, B A N F F F. Yep. Yep. That's out in Alberta. That's, um, flight from where I am. Um, uh, probably about a four or five hour flight. So yeah, I know that's pretty West. That's West coast. So yeah, it's not quite as far West as like say California or, or Oregon would be. Um, but it's, getting there it's getting out towards there yeah they got some some massive massive hills up there there's three resorts i want to kind of ski but uh yeah it's a a long trip to plan so eventually i'll be up there i'll be driving my my little schoolie around living the life you know just skiing and being a bum you know doing radio (laughs) interviews so that's the life i'm i'm planning so if i can make it happen great the village, the village out there is a lot of fun, man. And uh, you know, you got Black Home, you got Banff. Like it's Whistler's great too. Um, like yeah, yeah. If if you if you're gonna give yourself like a period of time, even if it's a, a month or two, to kind of just like rough it out in Alberta and be a ski bum, like dude, you'll have a good time. You'll have a really good time. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's the plan. I'm going to be, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to be a bum. I'm going to like drive the schoolie all over and just, I'm going to park here for a month, hang out, work, you know, do my thing. That's but, it. Uh, you know, that's, that's, uh, I don't know. It's, it, and it's crazy because it's like back in the day, not back in the day, but say 10 years ago, people would look at you like, you live in a school bus? Like, what? <laughs> and now it's just like the cool thing to do. Like everyone yeah, it's wants like a, a hipster schoolie. thing. Right. You know, it's so. a hipster thing. Yeah. How'd you get into skiing being a Florida boy? Well, I actually grew up in Michigan, so uh, I'm not too far from, you know, I I grew up in Detroit, so we'd go to Niagara Falls, you know, not too far from where you're at, but, uh, you know, then we moved to Southwest Michigan and, uh, yeah, finally made the, made the move to Florida when I was about 16 because we used to come to Disney three, four times a year. So my, uh, parents were like, yeah, it's probably cheaper if we just move instead of vacationing four times a year. So yeah, that's how I ended up in Florida. Right on. And you just decided to stay kind of thing. Yep, I've built a built a you know a life here, so it's kind of like eh, I'm kind of stuck. In Michigan, you know where I where I come from, it's a uh, it, it's horrible up there. I don't want to say it's horrible. You know that's my hometown. I always have love for it, but uh, you know it was founded on paper mills, and yeah. uh, you know all the paper mills. There was three paper mills. Uh, all those paper mills have since closed up, and uh, you know. The drugs are so bad up there, meth and all kinds of different things. So, you know, my life, if I stayed up there, my life probably may have been totally different. Who knows? So, you know, there's a reason for everything. And, uh, 
mean, I love Orlando. I hate the traffic and, uh, you know, a lot of tourism. So you, you meet a, a ton of cool folks and, you know, we have a bunch of venues around for bands and things like that. So, you know, it's good for the music and, you know, it is what it is. So right on, man. Well, if we're ever in Orlando, Florida, I'm definitely going to hit you up, man. You not if a- like you're going to be playing, you know, we're going to think positive. You're going to be, you know, next year you're playing Rockville. So, Hey man, I'm down Rockville. I'm going to have to look at, look that up. <laughs> yeah. It was four day festival. So like corn in, uh, breaking Benjamin, um, you know, it's put on by Danny when presents and, yeah. um, you know, obviously we know he does some of the biggest, best festivals out there. And, uh, yeah, so this year is going to be epic. I think uh, last year they broke a record. Um, surprisingly, last year there was 160,000 people um, that came through in the four days, and uh, they're expecting a, a bigger crowd, obviously, with everyone kind of, you know, the restrictions being loosened and, you know, everything kind of reopening. Um, hell, I wouldn't be shocked if there's two 250 this year. So it's going to be That's a good awesome. time. I'll definitely be there. And, um, yeah, you know, if you guys can get on um, uh, Space Zebra Show, and do like battle of the bands, things like that. They do all kinds of stuff where, um, you know, different brackets and, and, you know, the fans vote on the music. And then you guys kind of, you know, if you, if you win the bracket, you get to go on tour. Uh, so like say post profit, they won, um, their bracket. So they're on tour with escape the fate and then they get to play Rockville. So just wow. different things like that. Um, you know, what's that, that thing called again? Um, so it's on Twitch. Uh, it's space zebra. Um, so it's, yep, it's uh, DWP presents. So Danny Wimmer presents. Um, you know, and it's a good. You know, they they it's been going on for weeks, and and they do it all the time. You know, where they uh, highlight music, you know, musical talent from from all over the place, and you know, the fans get to vote. And so yeah, definitely check that out. Maybe we can get Drop Top Alibi on there. And yeah, I'd love to, man. That sounds brilliant. I didn't know about that. I did not know about that. That's cool, man. Thanks for bringing that up. That's really yeah, good. Sure. Uh, so uh, any final farewells or what would you like to let the fans know? Well, you know, to everyone who's watching and who's commenting and whatnot, thanks for thanks for stopping in and thanks for the kind words. And honestly, if you like what you hear and Dill Song, you know, you're like, fuck yeah, it's a good track, then stick around, please. We We are sitting on a lot of stuff. We got you know, a lot of pent up energy and, and, and emotion and, and fuzz guitar from the last couple of years. And we've put it all down and we're just going to be rolling a lot of new music. So if you like it, stick around. Yep. It's two years of music in the making. So, um, you know, and, and that kind of brings me to, uh, another thing before we wrap up a lot of, a lot of bands are putting singles out versus mm. EPs or albums. Why do you think that is at this moment? Do you think, you know, it's kind of saturated now? Do you think they don't want to over overly saturate it? And that's why they're doing singles or? No, I think it's, I think in rock, if it was as cheap and as efficient to put out music as often as say rappers do, that would be the expectation. But it's just so different. You have so many people who are involved. You have, you need studio space. You need, you know, it's, it's, you're trying to line up like eight schedules and it's expensive. So what I think, number one, attention spans have certainly gone down. So why spend the money and the time to create an album where a three-minute or preferably two-minute and 50-second Don't Bore Us Get to the Chorus song is going to have probably even more impact and is going to take not even 
a fraction amount of the time or the money. So I think all of that factors into play. Um, and it's just cool too. You could do one-offs. You can kind of change things up. You could do collaborations, features. But I think it's just the the, the landscape for how people consume art now is just the attention span's not there like it was in the 70s for like a double concept album. Right now we're like TikTok era. You got 30 seconds to make that's an impact. That's it. So. 30 seconds? Fuck, buddy. It's like three. You know what I mean? Like that's right. where it's at. It's crazy. And But having said that, you know, if you're a band and you want to start you know, you want an agent to sign you or a manager to sign you, like you need to have an LP out. And, you know, if you can afford it, putting out a 12 song album with six singles on it is a really good move. But it's, I think the biggest thing is it's just, it's a lot cheaper. It's a lot cheaper to do. And the singles are going to do better anyways. So it's just kind of fuck it, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and, and most of the time they, you know, anytime you release an album, they always put a single out first. You know, and oh, that yeah. becomes popular and then, you know, you listen to the album. So, yeah, I, I agree. Um, you know, it's just kind of, it's uh, a little different to see the singles now versus, you know, everyone was, you know, a couple of years ago, it's album or EP. Mm. So, um, but yeah, we're going to wrap it up, folks. And this is a Drop Top Alibi based out of Toronto, Canada. Uh, they have uh, music from 2017 all the way up till now with the newest release, Dill Song. If you like some 90, 90s uh, grunge kind of uh, raw vocals, uh, definitely check them out. If you don't, check them out anyway. And uh, uh, one last time, where can we find you at? Uh, droptopalibi.com has all of our links. Our social media handle is just at droptopalibi, all lowercase and all one word. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining the Sloppy Syndicate. And uh, you can check out www sloppysyndicateshow.com for all the links to the podcast. The podcast will be uploaded uh, here in the next few days. Obviously, we got to edit some things out and uh, make it sound pretty for you guys. But uh, again, thanks for coming on. And remember, folks, keep it sloppy. Right on. Thanks, Donnie. Thanks for having me. Absolutely.